and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. This is a big one, guys. This is our 100th episode. Whether you are just joining us now, this is your first episode listening, or whether you've been with us for all 100, we want to thank you for being here. Not only is it our 100th episode, we're back at full strength for the first time in a few weeks. Uh, I am, of course, Illegal86, back from my sojourn to faraway lands, and I am joined, as always, or as now always, by uh, Nerd Bomber and Tactic. What's up, guys? Not too much. Welcome back. Hey, Super glad to have the gang back for lucky number 100. Woo-woo! the the centennial edition this is we're gonna we're actually planning we're gonna make like commemorative coins you know how they have commemorative coins for centennial things that was the awesome. bicentennial yeah I, i'm not signing up for that but whatever you're into one thing i just want to say with the 100 episodes is going back through the history of all our episodes we've really kind of been taken with open arms by the community you know they they've told us things they loved about us. They said, "Hey, you guys can critique. You guys can improve on things." And we've always kind of evolved with our community. So thank you very much to our listeners for being out there, for listening to us, for for going through this journey with us. It's been fun so far. Well, and you know, not not just the listeners, but the the podcast community in general is now. Look, I'm not part of many communities. I'm not a big community guy. Uh, the podcast community is pretty fantastic. And and I, I assume you were lumping them into the statement you just made, but just in case you weren't, shout out to all the other all the other podcasters out there who we've interacted with. Uh, too many to name, but um, it's great to be on this journey with all of you. And uh, we have a great episode planned for our, for our 100th. Uh, like I said, we're back at full strength. We're going to be doing a lot of talking about Netflix today. You know Netflix, that thing you use probably every day, at least if you're me. They have some exciting content coming, so we'll talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about an announcement that Walmart just made. Walmart, again, a company you've probably made use of every day. Not every day, but you get my point. Uh, and then we're going to be talking about Rocket League. And that one I have not used every day. But I know at one time, not to bring up the demons of her past, but Nerd Bomber <laughs> uh, sunk herself pretty pretty deep into that world. Way and there's some news hours. there. So we'll dive into that. We'll get Nerd Bomber's take, as we often do on all things Rocket League. But Let's start at the start and let's talk about Netflix. Now, there's a few things to break down here. First of all, Project Power. Now, this is a trailer that dropped, I think, earlier this week. You have Jamie Foxx, you have Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and you have pills that give you superpowers. I mean, let's just let's discuss here. Are you into it? Are you not into it? I'll start. I'm into it. I was. It looks stylish. It looks like an interesting twist on the superhero genre you know obviously everyone's trying to do superheroes and people are trying to figure out a different way to do that and this is one way you know temporary superpowers i guess you could call it what's your guys take nerd bomber i think this looks super dope it looks like a really cool combination of i don't know if you read or watched limitless at all um but it kind of reminds me of like a combination between limitless and superpowers and maybe even a little bit of the boys stuck in there and so i'm pretty stoked about this it looks like it'll be a really good time i always temper my expectations when it comes to streaming movies and and we'll probably talk about that a little bit later too when we get into the what are you up to but for me this looks like a great netflix movie super excited the cast looks great lots of fun action and like you said just excited to get another take on the superhero genre because especially like coming off the boys i really enjoyed how that was a different take where it wasn't like oh superheroes are the greatest i, I really like the kind of the more dark look at it and this seems like it's going to be coming at it from a dark crime type angle so like a drug trade kind yeah of thing. so i'm yeah. pretty excited about this yeah, yeah me too the thing the vibe that i got was not so much limitless it was more actually x-men from the humans perspective as opposed to the mutants because let's be honest if you had superpowers power corrupts there'd be a lot more people taking advantage of the quote weaker given the abilities and i think this is a more realistic take on on something like that and the human struggle to keep the crime at bay because of it and put a drug peddling corporation in the mix and you got yourself a good story well the thing i like too is I think maybe the most interesting part of the premise, you know, obviously you have these pills you can take. And like I said, there's a drug trade. And I did like the Limitless comparison just because I love that movie. I think it's underrated as all hell. So shout out to Limitless, Bradley Cooper. The thing I like the most is you don't know what your power is until you take this pill, right? This is a pill that gives you some kind of superpower. And I guess it just, they don't really get into it in the trailer, obviously, but just what reacts to your specific body chemistry 
or something. They'll probably get into that in the movie. But I mean, we we see invisibility. We see I don't know. Jamie Fox is very confusing. Does he just explodes? Is that he his looks power? Like he has sonic boom. Right. Like he yells uh, and then there's waves. Is what it looked like. Joseph Gordon-Levitt takes a bullet to the face, which I you know that's a dream all of us have had, right? What if you could take a bullet right to the cheek? And I think and at one point in the trailer they said that you also run the risk of well first of all you don't know what power you would get from this pill but you also run the risk of dying from it if you take the pill so like this is this i guess isn't directly related to the movie but would you guys take that chance absolutely i don't think i would i would just to find out what power i have i would do it i would love to know what power i have but i'm very risk averse i think i would i don't think i would do it and it's not nerd bomber it sounds like you would not do it either yeah Um, i definitely would not but Wow, you but, guys make me feel like a uh, bad influence, so thanks for that. <laughs> well, uh, so assuming you have any agent, I mean, maybe it's just your body chemistry, but maybe there's some kind of willpower associated with it. If you ha- had any agency over, you know, what power you would get from this pill, just taking into account who you think you are as a person, what do you think, Tactic? What do you think your power would be? And I'll answer too, even though I wouldn't take the pill. But you go first, because I don't know. I'm just trying to think about what my answer is right now. Spur of the moment question. So, like, what I want my power to be would be the human torch power. Based on my personality and my own body, I don't think I would get that. I think something that jives with me, being more, like, hyper all the time, I would probably get super speed. I could see Flash. You're you're a spicy guy. You like hot (laughs) sauce. I I think you could easily... Just because you like hot sauce, I'm saying you could easily be the human torch. That would be your name right there, the human hot sauce. No, 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 spicy guy. The human habanero. I love it. There we go. Did it. I just like spicy guy. It's me, spicy guy. (laughs) Now, now Nerd Bomber, you're on deck, so start thinking about your answer. I I, I think for me, I'm going to start by saying what I know I wouldn't have. I'm terrified of flying. So, and I don't think that would change if I was flying, like not in a plane or something. I think it would be worse. So I don't think I would have flight. The power I would like to have, I think would be invisibility, but Uh, but, I don't know. But all the creeps have invisibility. Like there's no person that has invisibility and you're like, yep, they don't do weird stuff. Well, and for that reason, I I don't think it suits my personality. I I don't necessarily think of myself as a person who slinks into the shadows and is just like invisible. I wouldn't have super strength. I'm just using process of elimination at this point. Uh, I'm not very fast. I don't know. I I think yours would be something with a big brain because you've already got the big head. (laughs) Well, I do. For those listening at home who haven't seen me uh, on my various vlogs and such, I do have a large cabeza. So this is this is well founded. I was thinking super. But, you know, I, I can't say about myself. Oh, I'd be super smart. That just sounds like a, I don't know, arrogant thing to say. But that's I guess for now, I'll roll with that. I'm like running out of superpowers to like think of, but Nerd Bomber, it sounded like you had something for yourself. So I would, I would love to be able to like bend elements, but that that's coming from a place of watching Avatar. But what I know deep in my heart would be my superpower would be something super lame. Like, oh, you can talk to ants, but you can't do anything with them. You can just talk to them. That's it. That's you your superpower. Like, just like shoot the breeze with, yeah. with an anthill. <laughs> like that, ants that would be or it. all insects. No, just specifically ants and only like a very small subspecies that is in a far corner of the world that is nowhere near my home. That would be my superpower. I think I could be like a, no, I'm not hairy enough to be a wolf man. I'd like to be Spider-Man. Just have the powers of a spider. But I'm, I also don't, like, I'm not afraid of spiders, but they're not like my kindred spirits. Anyways, we're getting off track here, but let's, let's do it this way. Guys, I have a Twitter. Presumably some of you who have listened to this show for a while at least feel like you know me. Uh, so hit hit me up on Twitter. Tell me what you think my superpower is, whether it's having bad judgment, uh, not very impressive physique, whatever, on, you, whatever you want to say. Based on your personality, you do have a certain charisma to you. And so I think your power would be based on that would be to take over people's mind, like control people with your mind. Mind control would be pretty good. You know what? I'll, for, as a placeholder, at least, I'll take that because I would love to have that power. Uh, again, there's like... And then for Nerd Bomber... It's a creepy element to that. Based on your personality, you're not very strong, but you're very stubborn and strong-willed. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so, so like, like you a would have super situation? strength. Yeah. Okay. She just runs through that. walls. That's, well, okay, so we, we have our, our super team, but again, if you if you feel like we got it wrong or if you think you have a better answer for one of us, uh, I'm at OWLeagle86. We have at OWTactic, at OWNerdBomber, and of course, our main account 
at Online Warriors one where you can just put all of us on blast at the same time, I guess. But yeah, Project Power, to take it back to Project Power. Uh, this is coming out, I believe, August 14th is when this drops. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't seen the trailer, go watch it right now. Uh, it's going to be one that you're not going to want to miss, I don't think. Uh, again, it looks like a very cool twist on, on superheroes. But now, we're going to take it back to staying in netflix news first of all let's talk about denzel washington and julia roberts because these are two actors well an actor and an actress who at a certain time and i think that time was probably early 2000s they were like the people i don't know if the times exactly coincided but i think they were close together you know at one point i know julia roberts was like the highest paid actress in hollywood Mm -hmm. denzel probably close to that and they have never worked together and, you know, I, I think in a lot of ways, especially back then, Hollywood's kind of a small world. So it's, we, we should talk about this news that they're, they've been cast in a movie coming to Netflix uh, together for the first time. It's, it's, uh, it's by the director, it's being helmed by the director of Mr. Robot, which is a show that I've never watched, but heard many fantastic things about. And it's called Leave the World Behind. And it's an it's a adaptation of a novel of an upcoming novel, actually, which is a very interesting situation. I don't know. as I'm sure that's happened, but it's not something I'm familiar with. You know, this is big news. Seven-figure deal for the book. Again, we have Julia Roberts and Denzel working together. So not knowing a whole lot about, uh, you know, well, I, I can read a little bit about the premise. And I'm quoting directly from a Deadline article here. The drama has what they're calling a timely presence, given the disorienting nature of events in the world so far this year. I wonder what they're talking about there. Amanda and Clay's aspirational vacation with their teenage children is interrupted by the arrival of a middle-aged couple who own the holiday home and have fled an unprecedented blackout in the city. When the internet, television, and radio stop working, as does the landline, they have no way of finding out what is happening. A strange... As strange sonic booms shatter the peace of the countryside and animals start to migrate in strange ways, the physical and mental health of the families begins to disintegrate. The renters are upscale and white, the owners are upscale and black. The issues of race and clash become distractions to the more alarming things that are happening all around them. So, to me, the takeaway there, the first takeaway that I have, is they mentioned the landline. <laughs> they talked about being Do people being still timely. use those? Only only when there's sonic booms that are ravaging cities would people ever even think to use a landline. But it, 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 to me, what I'm reading from that, and I, I literally just read this premise for the first time, so this is off-the-cuff thought, but I'm getting like a... Did you guys see that movie Annihilation? For whatever reason, that's my first thought. Oh, uh, boy. Was that the one? Natalie Portman. Yeah. Alex, yeah. And she's like, and there's that shimmery stuff. Mm-hmm. Sounds a little bit like that to me. With like a lot of because that, that movie is like okay there's it's kind of sci-fi it's kind of horror almost but there's also some vaguely like social politicky things happening in it um and it sounds like that's the that's the territory we're delving into here so i guess you know w- without knowing I, I don't think this has a release date yet uh but w- let's talk about you know first of all are you into this second of all are you fans of these two actors because i'm actually not the biggest julie roberts fan i'll say that you know i love denzel I so, don't dislike Julia it. Roberts. I find that a lot of the big movies of hers that I'm supposed to love, I don't. But that's just because that's not... Like, I love rom-coms, but a lot of the rom-coms from her era when she was the star, I just don't Pretty drive with. And all that. Yeah, that's not that's not my era. That's not my style. Don't really like those. It's fine. I don't really have anything against her. Denzel, though, I'm super excited for in this movie i think it's really unique that netflix is bringing two big stars like this together for the first time and i think it just goes to show some of the the weight behind netflix lately i mean they also announced that new movie that they're going to spend it was like some ungodly amount like 200 200 million dollars yeah with chris evans and ryan gosling doing some like cia assassin action movie where they're trying to kill each other and with the just, with the Russo brothers directing, but right. this is like yeah, this I was gonna get to this. This is like probably bigger news than the Denzel stuff. I just love Denzel, but yeah, Netflix is like they're leaving it all out there. And I, like, I think it, they're, it's interesting to me because I I feel like and I don't have a good source for this, so I could be wrong, but I feel like earlier in the year they said they were actually in debt. And now they're shelling out lots of money. And I mean, you look at some of the other big titles that have come out in the last few months. I mean, you had Extraction. Was that the the Chris Hemsworth movie with the Russo yeah. brothers? Um, well, the Irishman. You had the you know. Old Guard, the Irishman. 
Uh, there was also that movie that just came out that was a bad comedy that I don't remember the name of that we just watched a few weeks ago. But I had Lovebirds. Like, was no uh, Desperados. Uh, that never even heard of that one. That had like Anna Camp and that was okay. It was, I mean, it was okay, but like it wasn't great. But it seems like they're spending a lot of money to get really high, well, high production value movies with big names on their service. See, so I, see, I think, recently watched. Yeah, go ahead. I think the pandemic has increased the amount of subscribers, and I think they want to hold on to those subscribers because they're exactly they're playing the long game say. here, right? If they put all this money up up front, they can guarantee that those seats stay filled, basically. Though, I mean, right. the quote-unquote seats. And I mean, I think it's really smart because especially as with the pandemic in mind, we're starting to see a lot of the big movie houses like Regal and AMC, they're really starting to struggle to the point where AMC, I believe, there's been a lot of talk that they might not come back from the pandemic and they might not come back from these closures and be a solvent company in the next few years. So a lot of people, and I mean, we've even seen movies, granted, they've, they've been more um, more animated movies, seeing a lot of success on the straight to on-demand platform like Scoob and Trolls. But I mean, there was... Oh, uh, the movie with Invisible Elizabeth Man. Moss. Yeah, Invisible yeah. Man. That came out straight to d- on demand. And it, these movies are making a killing. So if Netflix can leverage their platform and show big studios like, hey, the, this is what we were able to do with funds that we put on the table. And think about what you could do with our platform if you make your movies exclusive. I think it's kind of a smart idea. Right. Well, so I, I think you've hit the nail on the head, or I tactic might have hit the nail on the head first, is that I think Netflix is looking at this entire situation, and very validly so, they're seeing an opportunity. And, you know, granted, the, the wheels of Hollywood probably take some time to, to crank into gear, and maybe this maybe this Ryan Gosling, you know, $200 million, it might have been in the works for a long time before the pandemic, but when I read this headline, what I see, especially considering the time it's coming out, is, okay, you know, uh, they just delayed Tenet, which is another thing we could have talked about. You know, theaters aren't going to be opening it back up for a while, it seems like. Netflix is looking at that and saying, this is our chance. You know, they've been trying to break into the movie game for a while and with, with moderate success, I would I would note. You know, Roma won an Academy Award. The Irishman has won Academy Awards. You know, they, they can do it. They've seen that they can do it. And they're really starting to pour money into this. And yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm approaching it with a little bit of skepticism. You know, I, I, my my track record with Netflix movies has been very hit or miss. You know, I love the fundamentals of caring. I just recently watched the half of it, which was like very average, I would say. Um, Fractured was bad. You know, I, I've, I've had such a wide range of experiences w- with these Netflix movies. And granted, a lot of those don't have the production values that it looks like they're shooting for with these two movies. But it's, I don't know, I'm taking it with a grain of salt for the time being. Um, and you could even say the same thing about Project Power, too, is that I see these trailers and I think, okay, well, this looks great, but it's, I guess my level of trust in Netflix isn't high enough yet. They haven't earned it yet. Whereas, like, I came, like, Paramount, you know, I was like, okay, they're, they made Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, what could go wrong? So See, I feel like for me, I, like, I go into a Netflix original movie and I don't expect it to be as good as a movie would be if right. I went and paid for it at the theater. Like if I'm but dropping 20 good. bucks, I want to see a really great movie and I get very disappointed if it's just mediocre. And I think Netflix has really opened the doors to that B movie that have kind of disappeared in the last probably 10 or so years. I feel like B movies kind of went away. You don't you don't see a lot of B movies premiering at theaters. If they're not going to make a lot of money, then you pretty much won't see them or they'll have a limited run in select cities and it doesn't have a wide premiere. And I think stuff like this, granted, they're spending a lot of money if it's just going to end up being a B movie. But I personally, like if I see a movie on the cheap on a streaming service and it's not the best, I don't care that much. Like I'm not upset about it. You and haven't lost anything. Exactly. And even... It's, it's- like movies like Stuber, like that's a terrible movie, I guess. But I like we, Stuber, we, stop. It was free and it, it was just one of those things we went in knowing it was a B movie and then we enjoyed it. So I think this kind of opens the door, even though Netflix movies can be kind of mediocre, you don't really lose anything because you're paying for that subscription anyway. Well, and that's you, you, I think you hit the nail on the head when you also said you go into these movies with low expectations. And I think to a certain extent that might be by design on netflix's part they might be saying okay you, you already paid for this service so here's something that workers kind of going to throw at you and that's the way they started 
And now with moves like what we're talking about here, it looks like they're saying, okay, now that we've gotten our foot in the door, maybe we can get people to take us seriously. And whether that will happen, I don't know, but I, it's, it signals an interesting change in a time for movies where there are just interesting changes happening everywhere. You know, we, we talked about Invisible Man and, and Trolls and all that, and seeing if people are more willing to buy a movie for $20 and sit and watch it in the comfort of their own home which by the way for families of like five people that becomes a winning financial proposition so i mean for a couple of two people that becomes a winning financial decision right are you kidding by the time you go to the movies these days you buy two tickets you're already out like 24 bucks and then if you want snacks i mean a popcorn is like 15 bucks now it's insane i can pop some in my microwave and, 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 you know, w- what the exact price point should be, they're probably still experimenting with. We haven't seen a whole lot of other wide releases besides the ones we've talked about. They did $20. Maybe they the studios are looking now and saying, okay, we didn't make enough. Because they did make a killing, but I don't think they made as much as they could have made in the theaters, you know. So maybe now they're saying, okay, will people still buy it if we list it for 25 you know and and there's going to be this interesting time of, of feeling things out where you know i love movie theaters but i do think they are in deep deep trouble as studios get creative and as people like netflix companies like netflix step up and get creative and start throwing massive sums of money around you know it's going to be interesting and the, the pandemic kind of segues us into our next topic but before we move on i have to give another sh- we kind of breezed over the denzel stuff just let's go around the table favorite denzel movie without thinking inside man is my answer love inside man he's fantastic in that movie spike lee oh my god it's amazing nerd bomber what's your favorite denzel oh boy i have to think about this because there's there's so many um you got remember the titans you got john q i dug deep almost immediately you have training day uh you have what's the one where he's a special for the equalizer oh my god denzel's amazing guys that's the moral here i I want to say, and I could probably walk this back in like an instant, but I want to say I really like John Q. And also, wasn't he in The Manchurian Candidate? Yes, he was. Also, Philadelphia. I mean, guys, there's so many good Denzel movies. My goodness. Basically, if you like action movies, you like Denzel. He was in The Magnificent Seven. He was in Mm. Deja Vu. He was in Glory. Man on Fire. Oh, Fences, and that was like American the Gangster. golden age he, there was a, there was a golden age of Denzel and I think he, I think American Gangster is probably the peak where he was like the guy and then I think because that was around like late 2000s I think uh, well I remember sometime it was like shortly after John Q I feel like he announced that he was like retiring from acting for a little bit and then he came back but he did I thought he took a few years off I could be wrong I just googled Denzel movies oh flight that's another good one Malcolm X. How do we not mention Malcolm Light X? Would probably be mine. Glory. Book of Eli. Book of Eli is an underrated movie. Also, that's a B movie. <laughs> if, you want, if, you want, if you want a B movie, Book of Eli. The Hurricane. Man, there's just there's a lot. There's like two guns. There's so much. So we we could talk forever, but let's let's move on. To, and staying on the topic of the pandemic, uh, we need to talk about Walmart because Walmart made news today, the day that we're recording this, uh, by triumphantly. And I think in their minds, magnanimously announcing that they will be closing on Thanksgiving to thank their employees for all the work they've done during the pandemic. Uh, it's worth noting, they're also giving $428 million in bonuses to employees, which is actually good. But I read the Thanksgiving thing and I literally laughed out loud. I don't know if that was, I don't know what your guys' reaction was to it, but I think Walmart really thinks that they're doing something really charitable and generous here when I don't think any store should be open on thanksgiving ever maybe that's just my opinion uh we we can go around the table but it's something i wanted to throw in just because i think it's ridiculous uh tech tech what what are your thoughts on on walmart first of all well i guess this news you had said any store and, and a statement like that is tough when you when you talk about stores that sell produce and things like that that people might need last minute for their families i get say after dinner time um like for like black friday stuff all stores should be closed, but for it to be closed on all of Thanksgiving, that that is a nice thing to noon. give back to their employees. I'll give you until noon on Thanksgiving, and then whether you're a grocery store, whether you you close your doors at noon on Thanksgiving, is that am I a jerk for saying that? Someone in retail tweeted me. So um, I used to work in retail, and 
so I've I've mixed feelings because working on Thanksgiving sucked. And I always, luckily the store that I worked in, we closed by like four o'clock and everyone got to go home for dinner and stuff. But I mean, it sucked. And it was super busy because it, it just was. It was super busy. People coming in for last minute things. And I was tired. I missed all of like the morning fun traditions I did with my family. And it wasn't a great time, but at the same time, I got paid, and this probably isn't true for every retail position, but I got paid more for working on the holiday. I got paid an extra couple bucks an hour for showing up on a holiday. So, I mean, as a kid, I didn't, for me, the pros kind of outweighed the cons because I, I wanted money and I wanted to go do fun stuff with my friends and I needed a paycheck to do that. But I can understand, like, it, it's tough because. So much of our economy, at least in the United States, and I know we have listeners outside of the United States, so you guys probably don't care about this whatsoever, but so much of- laughing at us right now. So much (laughs) of our retail sales are surrounded by Black Friday and that entire weekend. So I know, in theory, the earlier stores open on Thanksgiving Day, the more sales, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that at this point, I've actually, the last few years, as now a shopper and not a worker- in retail, even on Black Friday, it hasn't been that busy. And whoever, so well, so whoever made the decision to move Black Friday sales into Thanksgiving, whoever the first guy was to do that, I would pay a thousand dollars to just punch him in the face. I think it was Walmart or Target, because for a while, if you it look has, at the trend of Black Fridays, for a while it was like everyone trying to beat everyone else to be the first one open, so that people would go there first. And now you've actually kind of seen the opposite where people are starting to pull it back a little bit. And now even like Walmart just closed altogether on Thanksgiving. And I think part of that's because having to deal with crowd control in the middle of a pandemic, I feel like they probably did that a little bit selfishly because I don't even know how you control that. I mean, you see people on the news like ramming people over. I don't see how you could possibly keep people socially distanced. And it doesn't seem like this will all be over by then. So I think that is one aspect, but also... Cyber Monday sales and online shopping, you don't really need the store experience. And, and we do need to talk about that too. You know, Walmart announced they're closing on, on Thanksgiving, which, you know, reading between the lines on that means, well, they're planning on being open for Black Friday. And I completely agree with you that, and I, I go out, I listen, I go out on Black Friday every single year. Nerd Bomber, I saw you on Black yeah. Friday last year at like five in the morning. You know, I, Black Friday early in the morning, you know, I get up and I do it and it's, it's an interesting experience. You know, like I, I, I wouldn't say I love it. I wouldn't say I necessarily dislike it. It's an interesting thing that, you know, in non-pandemic times, it's like a hustle and bustle thing. You know, my, I go out with my dad and my dad really gets something out of it for some reason. And he's not much of a shopper, but this year, considering the fact too, that the pandemic at that point, I'll probably be making a resurgence. If anything, I don't see how this happens on black friday to begin with so walmart saying oh we'll close on thursday it just seems like they're like slapping a band-aid on a wound that's gushing blood maybe that's too morose of a, of a metaphor but it's just that may be another reason why when i read this headline uh, i laughed because i was like that just seems like a very strange gesture and I, I bet every employee of walmart who read that i doubt their first thought was gee thanks uh, it might have been that that thought but it might have been sarcastic i don't know uh, you know, again, maybe I'm I'm coming down too harshly on. Listen, the the CEO of Walmart, if you're listening right now, first of all, wow. Second of all, reach out to me. Let's have a let's have a conversation because I would love for you to explain to me how you plan to do Black Friday during a pandemic. Honestly, any store manager who's listening would love to hear about that uh, because it's going to start. It's going to become a topic of conversation very soon. I, I would think. I'm sure it's already a topic of conversation at these companies, but. Shout out to Walmart, uh, one of the biggest companies in the world and one of the biggest retailers in America. They will be closed on Thanksgiving. (laughs) So plan accordingly, I guess. So right now we're going to transition into our break, but uh, we have a very special announcement before we do. First of all, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, give our usual shout out to our Patreon producer, our fantastic Patreon producer, Mr. Ben Checkness. Uh, Ben's been supporting us on Patreon for a while now at our highest of our three tiers, the night level, which gets him access to the monthly secret segment, the monthly vlog, and gets him input into our weekly game segment and this producer shout out as well as an occasional guest spot. So we thank Ben again. There are also two tiers 
that are lower on the totem pole we have the squire which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog and the page which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and guys this is huge we have two new patreon subscribers uh perhaps in honor of our 100th episode we want to thank bearded buddha and julio Oliveira mendoza uh we thank you guys so much uh, for joining the team shout out to them uh, we appreciate them so if you want to be like them or like ben uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash online warriors podcast to see more of the details uh, we would super appreciate you just giving that a look uh, we love doing this and any help we can get on the road to doing so is meaningful to us so thanks again to all those guys uh and right now we'll take a short break we'll be right back to talk about rocket league what's up good people this is ozzy killmonger of take from one of the three members of take a knee for marvel versus dc um, you can listen to us on the Defy Life Network. We uh, air our show every Sunday morning. Um, listen to us. We are just blurs, loving what we do, and we hope you appreciate what we do too. Uh, you know, what you doing on a Sunday? Take a listen. Okay, we're back to talk about Nerd Bomber's favorite thing, maybe in the world. I don't know. It's really tactic or this. Uh, Rocket League. So, Rocket League has made news. Again, the day the day we're recording this, guys, they're going free to play. They're leaving Steam. They're headed for Epic Games Store. Currently, as of this writing and this recording, the game costs nineteen ninety nine. Uh, but they're going free to play. So uh, the free to play uh, switch this summer. Uh, first of all, players who have played prior to the game switch to free to play will get some items, which is nice. Get uh, all the DLC released before free to play. Apparently, they get a title that displays the year when they first started playing Rocket League. Just to, I guess that's like a prestige thing, which I think is interesting. 200 plus common items upgraded to legacy quality. Uh, this means nothing to me, by the way. I'm just reading this for Nerd Bomber's benefit. Golden Cosmos Boost. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Dicey Oro Wheels. Nerd Bomber, did I get that right? I don't know how can... it's pronounced because I mostly just read them. But yes, close enough. And, and the Huntress Player Banner. This is obviously big news. You know, Rocket League... At one point, I, not so much anymore. Maybe this is their move to try and get back into the spotlight. But they were a titan of... I, remember, I think back in my last year of college, people were going crazy for this. And granted, Nerd Bomber, I think you got to the party a little bit late. But you still went crazy for this. So, you know, I guess the main question, the first question to launch you into a, into a tirade, does this get you back on the train? So I haven't played Rocket League in a little bit. And played it this past weekend. No, I was just going to say that. Like <laughs> In the, a little bit. It's been a few <laughs> days since then. Come on. It had it had probably been, I would say, a good like three or four months since we've played it last. And we picked it up this weekend because we just wanted something like kind of short and sweet to fit into 20 minutes before we went to bed. And I got to say, the number of people in the lobby was dwindling. Like I remember we used to log on. There would be 50 thousand people in our region ready to play at any one time and i think when we were on this weekend there was thirteen thousand, and it didn't really make any difference from a matchmaking perspective we still found a match but i do think that it's about time rocket league needed a little bit of an injection into their community because a rocket boost exactly but i mean the game's been kind of dwindling for a little bit now and it's had an incredible run. Like you said, this game came out, man, when we were still in college. So that had to have been like five, six well, years so ago. I don't remember the exact date when the game launched, but it's maintained its legitimacy. It's maintained a good player base throughout. And I think now they just need more people to come back. And right now, as a 1999 game, it's an old game, doesn't have a promise of a giant player base. So yeah, I could see why new players aren't flocking to it. I mean, I know it's so, on Xbox Game Pass, but I think free-to-play will definitely give it a little bit of a jolt that it needs. So I'm going to interject here. We're actually... It, I was wrong, first of all. This game was released in July of 2015, so almost exactly five years ago. Okay. Um, Cyan- kind of close to when we were still in college, but not quite. Psyonix announced earlier this month, apparently, that uh, over 75 million players since the game's launch, which seems like a lot. I mean, you mentioned going from 50,000 to 13,000 to me and granted I don't have a sense of scale for these numbers those still seem like very large numbers to me but I, I you know I'm inclined to believe you when you say that this I don't want to call this a panic move by Psyonix but maybe they're thinking man we got to get breathe life into this thing let's make it free to play and, and you know based on what you've told me about your experience which is I don't want to out you here but you sunk some money into 
Yeah, they don't they don't make their money on the purchase of the game. There's a lot of right. content and really wheeling and dealing in that game that's somewhat addicting. I mean, they kind of part of the reason too why they might need more money though is they did move to the battle pass or rocket pass they call it in this game. The rocket pass model where they used to have the random generated crates, the loot crates that you could buy and yeah. now they moved to the rocket pass and I know I personally I don't care. I'm not going to buy Rocket Pass. I have 15 cars. If I want a car, I can trade with someone online because I have 15 cars and five years worth of crap to trade. And so I don't know if the Rocket Pass, I'm sure it is bringing in money, but I don't know if it's doing what the new, the old crate system did because people bought a lot of keys. And for a while, keys were worth a lot of money. Like you could actually buy and sell keys online. That's how lucrative the whole key and crate system was. And I think moving to Rocket Pass, it made it more user-friendly because you knew exactly what you were getting. There was no more, I'm going to spend a dollar and potentially get something I already have, or I'm going to spend a dollar and get something crappy that I can't even use because I don't use that car. So like Rocket Pass is a good thing, but I don't know if they're making enough money on that. Plus the dwindling numbers, I think they do need to do something. And for perspective, the reason why the dwindling numbers is a little bit of a problem is because so when when you're a new player and you're starting out and you have 50,000 people in the 3v3 playlist that in your region that are ready to play, that means that there's a good opportunity that you'll find someone at your skill level. When you get only 13,000 people or so, you're going to get people who are, especially with a game five years old, are all people with a lot of hours in the game. They're all relatively skilled. They're not going to put up with you kind of noodling around the ball. And they're generally in their own clans by that point too. Yes. And I mean, even so Tactic and I, whenever we take a break from the game, it takes us, I don't know, what would you say? Probably like a good 10, 15 minutes before we get our groove back. And so like we will run at the ball or boost at the ball and just completely whiff. And I would say most of the time, our teammate, because we play 3v3, even though there's only two of us, our teammate will usually leave once they see us whiff a couple times because they're better than that. And that's when we have a comeback. <laughs> it's true that we did have a comeback. The guy bailed on us and we we're just like, no, we're going to win. But it, I think getting more players is better overall for the game's health and community. But that said, I feel like free to play is kind of like the death knell of a game. Like if a game starts as free to play, and I don't know if you, how you guys feel about this. But I, I feel like if a game starts free to play, then it's fine. It like Warframe has a really great player base and that game has grown, but it started free to play. I feel like when a game pivots from paid model to free to play, that's usually like its last ditch breath of life trying well, to eat so out more players. F- first of all, let me say, I have never felt more ineffective as a human being than when I've played Rocket League. And I think at least once I did it in your presence and it's hard to watch. That game is so hard. I just wanted to say that because you were talking about, you know, whiffing on the ball and stuff. I actually think that when you think about the Rocket League business model, at least as I understand it, now granted, I don't know much about like the Fortnite business model, but to me, they seem similar in in, in the sense that you're paying for customization. You're, you're not like, like Tactic said, you're not paying for the game itself. So to me, the move seems sensible i agree with you that i think the trend is that if a game goes free to play it's on its way out but i could see i I could envision a world in which rocket league uh, bucks that they might need a little bit more than just going free to play to entice people i don't know what that would be necessarily but it's i think it's possible for them to potentially make a killing out of out of this move you know people who were hesitant before because they don't want to pay twenty dollars to drive around in little cars hitting a soccer ball maybe it's now they're more like, than oh, that. free it's more than i'll that. try it i want to i want to mention too i'm on the wikipedia for rocket league did you know this is a sequel you know rocket league is a sequel oh the yeah previous it, game supersonic acrobatic rocket powered battle cars you know i think rocket league is a better title than that what a mouthful but yeah would this I make this you play work. It, it's it listen uh i'm currently a, a switch boy more on that in my in my update for the week but did you your know. playstation die again no, no, okay. I'm just. Uh, don't worry, but um, I'm 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 not currently in in PlayStation mode, so the answer right now is no. But I'm certainly more likely to try it now than I was when it was twenty dollars. Let me put it that way. Tactic, what's what's your thought on this question? Nerd bombers posed. You know, do, do, does this mean Rocket League is going the way of the dodo? No, I I absolutely stand by what I said. That the the cost of the game is absolutely moot 
at this point. I mean, it started as a free right. game. It, it, it's really going back to its roots. And that is that the in-game content is where they get their money. It's 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 where the the heart of the game is, and and the initial buyout is is not the death of it, in my opinion. It's it's the community, and and if this pulls in more people, then it's only going to be a thriving move. Now, in the article I have in front of me, I'm I'm trying to frantically Google to see when it goes free to play. It just says later this summer, it, and there on the Rocket League Twitter, it just says free to play summer 2020. So there's not an exact date in place, I guess, for this yet, but. If you're a fan of the game, we listed everything you're going to get already if you already paid for the game. But if you're maybe a new fan of the game, check it out when it goes free. Be on the lookout for that. So right now, uh, we are entering the back half of the show. And that means it's time for What Are You Up To Wednesday? It's time to find out what we've been up to. Um, And I'm going to go first because I have a, a bit of a beefy update. I mean, obviously, last week I was away. Took a vacation to Deep Creek, Maryland. And by the way, uh... I'm fine. I got tested for COVID right when I got back. I do not have it in case anyone's concerned for me. Thank you for your concern. Went jet skiing, did a bunch of really fun stuff, ate a lot of good food. Would really recommend the area. It was really nice. Uh, But in more nerdy things, I finished The Last of Us 2. And I'm sure a lot of you out there have been waiting to start playing it until you got my final verdict on the game. (laughs) I have to say, it it, it limped to the finish. And, and and I mean that in the sense that it's still definitively one of the better PS4 games I've ever played. But anyone who says it's better than the than the first one or even as good is just flat out lying in my in my opinion. Couple of pretty heinous boss fights and a pretty weird story beat at the end. I think were the were the nails in the coffin for me. But I would still recommend it to anyone, especially people who are fans of the first game. You know, it's it's faithful to the gameplay and it's it's overall faithful to the story. It's just the ending wasn't my cup of tea i guess in light of that i have started a new game on the switch called Superliminal. i hope i'm pronouncing that correct have you guys or if you heard of this game i've heard of it but i never pictured you playing this for whatever reason i'm very so, intrigued now i was it's, it was interesting i was actually i was about to buy it and then it was given to me as a late birthday gift um super liminal is think portal it's a puzzle game very similar to portal but you don't have a portal gun it's all it's perspective based like like you can enlarge or shrink objects based on like forced perspective it's kind of hard to explain you should just go look watch the trailer right now but it's i think it's pretty short i think i'm almost done with it but it's a very very interesting lightweight puzzle game tactic i think you in particular would get a lot out of it that's what i was thinking i was it was i was literally thinking wow that sounds like my cup of tea yeah, uh, you should look up. The, I'll send you the trailer after we're done recording. Here, you can you can take a look. I I well, again, it was given to me as a gift, but I think it was fairly cheap. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, on deck is Star Wars Racer the Remaster because <laughs> I just really want to play that uh, out now for Switch. But that that sums it up for me. So I'll turn it over to uh, Tactic. What do you have for us today? Okay, so there's a couple of things that's been going on in my life over this past week. So first and foremost, I, I can't remember if I mentioned it last week, but I've been working on rebuilding my deck. That's been fun, but it's also been a pain in the arse. Not much there, just kind of a bit of an outdoorsy project. Fun to do. You guys know I like construction projects. So that's one thing. The other thing that that I want to talk about, which I've been really excited about, is kind of overarching tactic tips and tricks that I've learned in my life. And I've decided to purchase a Rocketbook dedicated to noting down all these different things. So on my Twitter, I, I tweeted, hey, I made some pickles and they were they were they they turned out great. So I'm going to write down that pickle recipe. I'm, I'm probably going to cut the sugar. They're a little too sweet for, for nerd bombers liking, but but you I'm honing pickles? in on it. And, and, I'm, and I'm finding that I keep finding these great tips and tricks. And then months later, I go, ah, what, what the heck was that link that I found? Or what, what was that website? And it's, it's about time to really start jotting them down. So I'm going to have a book with various recipes that I liked, um, various pickle processing, because I, I also pickled red onions, which way too much peppercorn for red onions. It just tasted like pickled peppercorns. So Now, think- Rocketbook is the notebook that you write in and then it goes on your computer, right? Yeah. Um, so, the reason, so the reason why I'm, I'm doing that is because I'm also notorious for losing my notebooks. <laughs> right. So I'll have it backed up somewhere. So I, I hope to have various recipes that I make over the years, um, various tips and tricks like 
what plants require self-pollination if you if you have a shortage of bees in your area. I will say something super strange that I walked outside and found. So I was making lunch, which consisted of Uncrustables, so I really wasn't making much. But I basically it was like, hey, do you want grape or strawberry? Walked out to the garden and I see Tectic like crouched over two Zucchini. flowers for a zucchini muttering to himself under his breath have the sex oh yeah have the sex, the sex. <laughs> making, him, making him kiss <laughs> well make, making him kiss so wow. for those of you who don't know um zucchinis and cucumbers are a really good example um the the female plant has like a small fruit on it and the male is just a flower and if you don't have any bees or anything that pollinate it the fruit will just shrivel up and die and i kept watching this plant after plant after plant just losing zucchini losing cucumber losing zucchini losing cucumber and i just there hasn't been many bees in my area i don't i don't know why well i do know why there's a shortage of bees help the bee population people but those plants require pollination or you won't get fruits things like tomatoes self-pollinate so you're fine there um i think so, I'm, I'm sensing a spin-off podcast here i'm sen- like tactics pickle pickle and gardening hour that's a working title <laughs> Tactic, so, I feel like there's something like tactic tickles the pickle, or just tips Ooh, and tricks. Oh, no, thanks. Gardening, just tips no, and no well, tickle it, picking. I don't want pickle, it. Tickle. I don't want it to just pertain to gardening. It's, it's, it's vastly beyond that. Things that I'm just kind of picking up over the years. It, I literally want to make a book just tactic, tactic, it's hard to tips say, yeah, and tricks. It's like Peter Pecker, pick a peck a pick a peppers. Now let's let, let's talk about pickling for a second, and I'm about to say something that could be totally wrong, and this is what your book would be good for. Pickling, I, I've never pickled anything. What, what's the deal here? You just you, you stick a vegetable in like vinegar and like just put it in like a mason jar. Is that the basic gist of it? Well, is so it, you, have salt to, water? you have to. You have to. It's it's a brine. It's a vinegar and brine mixture that what's you brine? have to you have to bring up to temperature before putting it in the jar, and so. You put it in the jar, and then you close your jar, and then when it cools down, it draws a vacuum, right? Because the pressure is right. going to decrease in the jar, and so that's why it's so preserved because it's there's like it's like basically void of air. There's no oxygen, right? So, so okay. See, it's pickling is interesting because first of all, I don't like pickles, and second of all, it's not the kind of thing I think about how it happens. I just it just kind of happens. So this is stuff that I'd be... We should do like a secret segment about pickling sometime. That's but a weird sentence I just said, but I stand by it. The reason why I want to write all this stuff down, and, and I've, I've also made a mean potato salad recipe over, over this summer that I've kind of honed in on. The trick is there is no limit for the amount of bacon you should add. Well, I could have told you that. Yeah. But the pandemic has kind of enlightened me on, well, what can I do, you know, to, to be more self-sufficient, like having guaranteeing success in my garden and 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 what kind of things i could do to preserve stuff and and stuff like that and so, so tactic preps for the apocalypse would be a good well no i don't, I don't want to put on maybe. a tinfoil hat but but it's really gotten to wow these things are kind of interesting because i'm the guy that buys pickles every week from the grocery store because it's something that i like to snack on whether it be pickles or or papadou peppers various things that are jarred that i just love to to throw back yeah, Hayes loves pickles. She goes crazy for them. Apparently, they came out with pickled Doritos recently. We have they don't have Sounds them out in our neck. gross. It does not sound good to me at all. Sounds but they so don't have them out in our neck of the woods, so I've been spared th- thus far. But anyway, um, that's that's something yeah. that I'm excited about. That's that's my what are you up to and going to perpetually be what I'm up to as it grows and and maybe there'll be enough content to publish out into the ether one day. Wow. Well, keep us posted. That's a very exciting. It sounds like you're on a road to like self-improvement that i can't even see so so <laughs> good luck with that uh nerd bomber you're, you're last in the rotation here what do you got for us all right so for me one of the biggest things that i've done this past week is watch the old guard on netflix i know that i mentioned that earlier in the episode um that's the new movie it's based off a comic book with sure i can never pronounce her name right charlise theron right yes I think you got it that's okay. close enough but basically, they're all people who are kind of immortal. They can't be killed and they form a little army and they've lived for like centuries and form this little army where throughout history, they try to take a position of what they believe is the right position and then help history move in that direction. And 
like I said, it's based off a comic book. I haven't read the comic book, but I heard it, I guess, stayed pretty faithful to the comic. And I thought it was pretty good. Um, the action sequences were pretty good. I mean, in terms of production value. It was great. You're underselling it. Okay. There was, like I said, oh, so I don't know. There was something a little weird for me, something lacking in the story. I don't know if I really felt connected to a lot of the characters. Like they tried, they made you feel like you should be at certain points and I just wasn't. But that doesn't mean that it wasn't a good movie. I, like I said, the action sequences were really well done. And Honestly, one of the things that intrigued me the most was the very end of the movie because they kind of set it up for a sequel. And I feel like I'm a little bit more interested in what the sequel story arc could be more so than like this first movie because it kind of felt, in my right. opinion, like it was just laying a lot of the backstory groundwork so that they could move into the sequel eventually. But like I said, I thought it was good. I don't know if it was necessarily great for me. Tactic thought it was great. But I'm not a very big action movie person. I, I like a little bit more of a cohesive story with my action. So I think that's probably why it was a little bit less good for me. But I thought it was still pretty good. And like I said, very impressive for a Netflix original movie. I always go in with low expectations. Yeah, it sounds like you're describing a Netflix movie to me. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it definitely exceeded my low expectations for the Netflix action movie. And I would say it was probably better than Extraction. So... That's didn't watch Extraction. Extraction didn't look interesting to me. Like um, this had an interesting plot line. I think I just right. wanted more. Extraction is just Chris Hemsworth saves a kid. This yeah. is more like this. There's like a supernatural thing going on here, which yeah, definitely makes it more interesting. So mm-hmm. the old guard, check it out, listeners, and I'll check it out myself. That brings us to the quiz, and I'm told that highlights of a hundred essentially. Uh, we're in our hundred episode. Uh, before we get to the quiz. What just favorite favorite moment? Can you can you think of anything? You know, take a trip down memory lane. Uh, I I definitely know what mine is. I'll I'll say that. Uh, so I can start. Back a few episodes. I think it was this year. It wasn't that long ago. Tech, do you remember when you were talking about ET's parents? <laughs> no, ET's please, dad. please, please refresh my memory. I mean, I was hoping you would remember. I just remember you were talking about ET's dad going out for a pack of smokes and never. Oh out. yes. Do you remember this? Yes, that that's be- my highlight. That's my highlight. That's it. I, I really, I really love that. So, I, yeah, I don't want to pressure you guys. I just wanted to take a trip down memory lane. I, I have a, I do have one really quick. So, sure. for those of you who don't know, Nerd Bomber basically is the glue that holds this fort together. It's, it's a poorly okay. built fort. That's why it's Uh-oh. held by glue. <laughs> okay, um, I, I, I think I know where you're going already. But, but continue. And so. <laughs> after we were, we record these episodes on Tuesday night and they, they release Wednesday morning. And so every single night, late at night, she's putting everything together, all the different audio files, editing out a lot of gurgles and, and probably some of what I'm saying right now and things like that. No, I would never. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it takes a lot of time. And she, she crawls into bed very late every single Tuesday night. And so one of the episodes... She was sick, and the sausage it was fest. it was up to illegal and I to make the not only make the content but also edit the video. And we recorded three episodes that night because one time just, we forgot it was to just record two. it. Another, I think it was just it was two and a half. It was yeah, yeah. It was it was just it was it was where I I inevitably bowed my head and said i am not worthy and it was a humbling moment and i don't i, I will never forget it. my favorite moment so like i had a fever i'm pretty sure i had the flu i was like delirious in bed sweating and it was like probably one in the morning and tactic walks in and wakes me up and he's like how do you get back audio if you didn't record it and i just remember being like what? Yeah well no it's so and tactic you're not giving yourself enough credit you did great uh the f- the biggest beef was definitely on me uh where i just like didn't re- it was one of the few times maybe the only time i just didn't record so we were just like on skype just having a chat and then it ended and now and you're like all right send me the file i was like what file it was the strangest thing and yeah that's that's a good uh signpost uh at the very least for our our collective ineptitude uh, without nerd bomber i would say my favorite moment and it's not really a moment it's a collection of moments so Tactic just mentioned how I do all of this editing. And so if you guys obviously aren't part of our recording session, unless you're Ben, and 
the way that we usually do it is we'll we'll get on Skype, we'll talk for like 20 minutes, we'll start recording, and then in the middle of the episode when we take our break, we actually take a break. We usually have like probably 10, 20 sometime minute conversations in there depending on the night. And I have to go through obviously and edit those out. And those sometimes are the most hilarious conversations when it's nothing about the show, we're just kind of riffing and having a really good time and it's fun listening back to all of that stuff it's kind of like the lost files and the, the bloopers. lost yeah because it's the like lost tapes we talk about some really ridiculous stuff in those breaks we do. Times. we also like in the in the pre-recording when we're like getting like amped up and ready to record sometimes and you can you might be able to tell from listening to the to the masters of the actual episodes like sometimes we talk about stuff that gets me like i don't know yeah, not not angry, but just like incensed. Like I I use the term hot and bothered, but I'm told that I use the term the wrong way. Um, <laughs> hot, hot and bothered is I think means like you're feeling like Randy. Yeah, you're, you're feeling. That's <laughs> not. What, but I when I say when I think hot and bothered, I think literally hot and bothered. Like I'm I'm hot under the collar. No, is hot under the collar also wrong? Anyways, no, I think hot uh, under the collar might be right. Like you're like aroused with anger. <laughs> no. No, there's no arousal. It's just, I'm just like a little bit, you know, flared up and, and we go into these episodes. So you can probably hear it in the master. But anyways, uh, I, just, I wanted to mention that. Hot and bothered. I mean, it's a thing, like, when I think hot and bothered, I do not think like, I'm hot and bothered. I think like, I'm hot and bothered. Like, I'm just upset. <laughs> anyways, let's move on. Let's let's do a quiz because now I've taken it into a totally different direction. If you, listen, if you're on Twitter, tweet at me. What do you think hot and bothered should mean? <laughs> Let's have a conversation. I'm ready to have this conversation. But anyway, Nerd Bomber has a quiz for us. So let's let's do that. All right. So this quiz is kind of unique. Usually we do something completely random, um, a quiz topic that our Patreon subscribers will vote on. Uh, This topic was actually voted on. We didn't necessarily have to do this one, but I put this up to the vote and they chose this topic, which is basically stats about our podcast, which I thought was very fitting for our 100th episode. So... This is going to be a very numbers-based quiz. Again, it's going to be in the vein of, um, oh man, what is it called when you bust? Was that Price is Right style? Price is Right, yeah. So I'll, I'll start with the first question. We'll have Tectic start us off with the first answer and you guys can go back and forth. So how long was our very first episode titled The Debut in both minutes and seconds? Oh man. How the it heck? was. I mean... Yeah. 67 minutes 52 seconds oh i don't think it was that long i think you busted amigo I, i'm i'm gonna go low because i think you busted and i want to i want to win the game that's how the game works so I'm, I'm just gonna say 45 minutes all right so leo you did get the point there it was 58 minutes and 35 seconds so we actually we came pretty close to our average of like an hour so not too bad for our first little shebang who knows what we talked about? I mean, we could go listen to it and know what we talked about. But I don't think we didn't do a very structured episode. I think we just kind of like off the cuff sh- shot the breeze. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, the wheels were kind of greased because for those that don't know, we had a podcast before this that See, we kind of knew each other. I thought talked. it was longer because that was when our intro was a whole 30 seconds longer. <laughs> <laughs> you and that you and that intro, that is the hill that you, you've been yeah. willing to die on for. I cut it down. Point. What do you want from me? <laughs> All right. Te- so the Tactic next thinks the intro is too long, guys. Just let us know. Do you think the intro is too long? I think I hit yeah. the sweet spot. I like cut it in we're, half. It's fine. We're pulling. We're pulling the pulling the curtain back on that just, <laughs> uh, internal discussion. But anyways, let's let's keep rolling. I have a point. All right. So, what percentage of all downloads for our show of all time come from Apple Podcasts? It's not many. Everyone uses Spotify. I yeah. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna say fifteen percent. I think it's low but I could be completely wrong. I think it's higher than that. I'm going to go 40%. So crazily, you both actually busted here. 9.41% of all of our downloads come from Apple Podcasts. So nobody gets a point there. Spotify is is the way, I would assume. There's actually, there's a lot of platforms. I mean, I I look, there's like a pie chart that our host gives us of where all the downloads come from. And there are a ton of platforms that I've never even heard of that people used to listen to our podcast. So you know what? Honestly, no matter where you listen to it, super glad that you do. Is Apple, is that the highest, is it the biggest piece of the pie? Can you tell us what the biggest piece of the pie is? Or is that another question? Or do you not have the data in front of you? <laughs> I don't uh, want to it, on the spot. It's tied for the biggest piece of the pie with, it's either Stitcher or Spotify. It's one with an S. I don't remember. 
right i would assume yeah spotify is where i listen to it spotify is obviously honestly a little bit smaller piece of the pie i think just because the show has been going on for three years and i don't think spotify really hit the podcast market until the last like year or so oh right yeah i could buy that moving into the next question we have listeners from all around the world how many different countries have tuned into the online warriors podcast and tactic we'll start you off I'm going to go with 18. Illegal? Oh, that's way too high. If it's more than five, I would be pleasantly surprised. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go again very low and say three. Prepares to be very pleasantly surprised. It's actually 54 different countries have listened to our podcast over the past three years. Wait, wait. 54? 54. What? Some of the countries have like only three or four downloads, but still that means still someone counts. still counts. 54 different countries, man. Pretty impressive. Are there even 54 countries? (laughs) There are. (laughs) I thought it was going to be like America, Canada, the UK, and like maybe Australia. (laughs) Like Russia, thrown in for good measure. Those are like the the biggest listeners, but we do have little spots of various countries around the world. So pretty impressive. Thank you guys for tuning in. Shout Um, out to you countries who aren't the ones I just mentioned. (laughs) And also shout out to the countries I mentioned. Shout out to all of you. You guys are all great. So... It's currently tied. Tactic has one point. Illegal has one point. The next question is that, unfortunately, we are not very big in Japan. We did not make it in Japan yet. How many listens total do we have from Japan with that context? Am I first on this one? Yeah, I'm yes. first. I mean, I'll say right now, I have no sense of scale here. I don't know what our total listen count is. This is the kind of information that Nerd Bomber knows. Guys, I just show up. All right. I mean, I, I show up. I be here. I talk. And whoever listens is, I'm happy for it. Um, 50? That might be way too high. I have no idea. I'm going to say 50. You hardcore prefaced it with, we didn't make it in Japan. So I'm going to go three. All right. So (laughs) Tactic is this point. We had 12 listens total in Japan for the past three years, which makes sense. I feel like we don't have a lot of super Japan specific content on our podcast, but hey, you 12 listeners, if there's anything you think we can do to make your listening experience better, let us know. You know what? Dude, double digits. I'm, I'm pleased with that number. 50 was, was I was I was flying too close. You're shooting to for the moon. Shooting for Neowise. <laughs> so, okay. So, uh, Tactic takes the lead. Uh, so far, I'm meeting my own expectations on how I thought I was going to do with this. But let's, let's, let's so soldier on. Three more questions left. So, the next one is Thursdays are the day that most of our listeners tend to tune in. What time of day do we see the highest amount of downloads? And let's say we'll do it in Eastern time. I have a very Thursdays. strong opinion on this. Uh, we'll see if Tactics says the same thing as me, but I have a very strong opinion on this. I'm going to go 9 a.m. See, okay. So I think it's... when I, I'm going to base it on when I listen to the most podcasts, which might be totally the wrong thing to do. But I think when you get out of work and you're like going to the gym or like cooking dinner, I'm going to say... 5.30 EST. All right. So Tactic takes this point again. It's 1 p.m. is the number one time that people download. Probably coming uh, back off their lunch break, need to ease back into the workday. Siesta. Know. Yeah. So the score is currently three to one. Illegal Blowing if you want to even tie. I don't even have a tiebreaker. But if you want to even tie, you'd have to get both of these right. All right. So, I'm going to force the tie to make you come up with a tiebreaker on the fly. That's, that's <laughs> my goal. Spot. Okay, so we took a break from doing the game for a while, and then we pivoted and brought trivia back as a weekly feature. What episode with season dot episode did we do that? Did we bring back trivia for permanent? Are we allowed to know what season dot episode we're on right now? <laughs> we are on 11.1 right now. <laughs> okay, thank you, Tactic, for asking. Um, boy, it wasn't very long. That was, that was gone. At least I don't think it was. I, you know, I'm inclined to say, uh, listen, I have a gut feeling I'm just going to go with it. 7.1. I don't think, I think it was after the halfway mark, but not long after. And I think we probably just kicked off a new season when we brought the game back. So I'm going to say 7.1. I think that's too early. I think 8.5. All right. So Illegal actually gets the point. We brought it back in episode 4.10, which was actually National Buttermilk Biscuit Day. And I only know that because you started that. the episode with saying it was National Buttermilk Biscuit Day. Well, hey, buttermilk biscuits. So wait, I get the point, even though we both, do we both bust or how does bust rules work in that scenario? Oh, wait. 
Wait, I think nobody we both gets busted. the point. I, yeah, I, I think we, I bo- we both busted. Yeah, so you um, can't win. I can't win, uh, but I was closer. So I'll feather for my cap, I guess, but not, <laughs> n- no point for me. I had a momentary okay. brain fart as to how the rules worked. But even though you can't win, I'll do our final question just to round it out. Victory that so, for Tectic. Our main podcast account on Twitter has been active since the show's inception back in 2017. But when did we decide to start our own personal podcast accounts? What month and year? My touch point here is I, I remember how long I thought about what my bio would be. And it's not as good as the amount of thought I put into it. Spoiler alert. Is it February? No, no. November 2018. Boy, I think that's really close. That's the that, that's the area of time that I was thinking of too. But I want to say this is a this is a summer. This has a summer feel to me. So I'm gonna go a little bit earlier and say May of 2018. All right. So Tectic takes that final victory <sighs> lap. We opened our personal podcast accounts not too long ago, actually, in April 2019. That's when we decided oh. to be individualistic on social media. Time is just a construct. I don't I don't measure things in terms of time. Yes, I measure things in terms of numbers. We've had 100 episodes. The, the years that have gone into it, who cares? So Tactic but wins, and he gets Tactic the host wins. next week. And Tactic he knows, knows most about our podcast, apparently. Yay. Yeah, Tactic knows a lot about the podcast. As I as I imparted upon you at one point during the, the proceedings, I just show up. <laughs> the, the numbers are, are meaningless to me, apparently. Um, I, don't, I, I want to be clear. I do appreciate everyone who listens... I leave the business-oriented things to to Nerbomber, as Tactic mentioned. Will you do the gracious? Because going back to last episode when you weren't here and I had to host, that is very hard. So I appreciate you hosting, not to turn into like a little inner podcast love fest thing here, but appreciate your work and dedication in hosting the show every week because that is something you got to research. You got to research stuff. So appreciate well, that. I, that's I'll what tell you what appreciates about you. Why don't we do? A hundred more, or at least a hundred more. I- I'm up for it. So yeah, that'll get me hot and bothered. <laughs> well, listen, we'll talk about that later. We'll we'll be back next week, of course. Big things coming next week. I have a feeling. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. In the meantime, we do thank all of you again. If whether you've just showed up to listen for the first time or whether you've been listening for a while, thank you for showing up. Thank you whether you're from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever. Come back next week. Hopefully, you enjoyed listening. Shout out to our Patreon producer Ben. Thank you. Thanks again to him who's been he's been supporting us for quite a while. So thanks again to him here at the hundred mark. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, be be well. And Adios. We'll talk to you soon.